Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And uh, we're here to talk about Ted Lasso Season 1, Episode 8, Diamond Dogs. Oh, oh. <laughs> I had to. Damn, I should have. Oh, oh, oh. If I would have, if I would better, I would have known that that was coming. <laughs> and I would have been right there with you. Like. Uh, yeah, or you could just cut this out and we could reach the <laughs> intro. <laughs> it's you, much, it's much funnier if I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Then this stays in behind the scenes, everyone. Sort of. <laughs> um, we're gonna spoil the episode if you haven't watched it. Uh, maybe don't listen. Go watch it. Uh, you really should be watching the show. Uh, season three coming in less than two weeks. Uh, yeah be a while before we we dive like deep into it but uh um anyway so yeah we're, we're gonna spoil it uh but first as we do every week this week was tough man because <laughs> like i'm like what like all the questions that would be pertinent are <laughs> really like probably beyond the comfort zone that we want to get into like yep. the stuff that comes up you know, like one yeah. night stands and shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're probably right. I should not document that on a podcast um, <laughs> at this stage in my life. <laughs> so I, since it does come up in this episode, I thought I'd fall back into a question I abandoned previously. I don't think we discussed it. Okay. But uh, snacks, uh, specifically candy have come up multiple times in the show. <laughs> One candy yes. in particular, like we are, or at least I came to the assumption that like Sour Patch Kids must be Ted's favorite fucking candy. Because like <laughs> he specifically references them in a good way. Mm-hmm. Isaac, Isaac hates them. <laughs> does not like Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> that cracked me up. I forgot about that line. And when I heard it again, I was like, oh, <laughs> That's awesome. So what is your favorite candy? Reese's. Reese's. Okay. The cups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. or the eggs or the Christmas trees or the Reese's okay. pieces or it pretty much if it's a little bit of chocolate and peanut butter. I don't know. You, I, you're born and raised in the South, so I don't know if you know about Buckeyes. But I, I, I do. I, that, I love Buckeyes. I yes made them with you know my mom and my daughter this christmas and so that was fun because we're from ohio originally so so yeah i dated a girl uh out of high school for a long time and her family was from like kentucky oh okay yeah. and so like every year at christmas her grandmother would make buckeyes and uh they were delicious like uh i think i liked them better than reese's cups um, I do like Reese's Cups. I, the reason I ask that is because I have a friend, Sean, who that is all Reese's Cups are his favorite candy, but specifically only the regular Reese's Cups. Oh, that's does, hilarious. Does not like the, the King Cups, does not like the Easter eggs, does not like the, the Christmas trees, doesn't like the huh. mini cups. None of them. It, he says specifically the ratio of a regular oh. like Reese's cup mm-hmm. is perfect and everything else is bullshit. 
I can see that. I I can see that. I can respect that opinion. Personally, as long as there's peanut butter and chocolate involved, I'm kind of fine. <laughs> I I like peanut butter too much. So like like that specific kind of peanut butter, like if you add more to it, I'm just like, "Yes, please." <laughs> <laughs> I used to buy like the Reese's peanut butter cuz I liked the way it tastes so much. And Ooh, like yeah. that was it, it's terrible for you. It's so uh-huh. shit you don't need. So bad. <laughs> So bad, but it was good. Oh. Um, I, I, literally five years ago, if you had asked me this, I would have said uh, Reese's Pieces. I love Ooh, yeah. Reese's Pieces. Mm. Regular ones, but specifically the Easter ones. They put they like the oversized Reese's Pieces. They look like <sighs> little eggs. Oh, yeah. Are so yeah. good. That was my go-to movie candy. Like, large buttery warm popcorn and a box of Reese's pieces like oh. the chocolate the peanut butter the popcorn and the shit yes. they us all mixed together oh my god um but yes. then i discovered a thing called buncha crunch oh it is i've heard of that i don't know that i've ever had one though it's it's nestle crunch but it's just little bitty bite sizes of like chocolate covered rice crispy clusters Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much as long as there's chocolate involved. Um, well, chocolate with something. Chocolate um, with like something. Okay. Plain chocolate, I don't, unless it's like really, really dark chocolate, I don't like plain chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Ryan was like this too. We're very mm-hmm. weird about chocolate. Like straight up chocolate cake? Nope. <laughs> like most of the huh. time. Unless I'm just craving something really sweet right then. If it's just chocolate cake, I don't, it's not for me. Just like too much chocolate. But okay. Like, so you're definitely not like a chocolate mousse kind of person. No, not really. Interesting. Um, okay. um, what so, about like a peanut butter cream pie? Now I've moved on to pies. Yes. <laughs> so, like, if you add peanut butter to it, like, then I'm in. Like chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. Totally in. Like, there's this place up the road from me that they home make cakes, and like you can just get a slice when you get food there. Mm. And they have a chocolate cake with a homemade peanut butter frosting, oh. and it is fucking delicious. Oh, uh, but like That's chocolate amazing. cake with chocolate frosting, I'm just like, nope, not for me. <laughs> oh, that's um, so funny. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. Um, Aren't we all, though? That's all right. <laughs> I am very interested in this chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> it, it's, it is so freaking good. Like, the... the I, don't, I don't know what they do to the frosting, but it's just so perfect. And it's like... You know, most places like... Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Most places, in my experience, if they have, like, the cake by the slice... Like, they don't really know how to bake a cake. They just use, like, a box mix and overdid mm-hmm. it. It's dry and, like, not this, man. Like, it is, it's, I mean, I, I know people don't like the word moist. I apologize. But it's, like, that kind of cake. Like, it's just, it's so perfect. And now I just want a piece of cake. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or some candy. So. Or some Reese's Cups. Or, uh, I also do... 
I did also recently discover that Snickers makes a white chocolate covered Snickers bar. Huh. Fascinating. Did not know it's that. It's really good. And I know white chocolate's not really a thing, but like, I don't know. For a while, I had a huge fascination with white chocolate. Like anything white chocolate, I would try. Hmm. And now I, I, I don't know. It's like lost its hold over me. But uh, <laughs> I did try one of those Snickers a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, this is really good. It's actually better than regular Snickers. Interesting. I do. I do like a good Snickers. Yeah. Sort of like peanut butter and chocolate. Just the yeah. Peanuts. The peanuts. Um. So. Anyway, on to the episode uh, <laughs> where as our we, our march towards season one, which uh, I mean, well, uh, while I'm thinking about it. So by the time we end season one, season three will have premiered, but you'll also be <clears throat> neck deep in uh, jumping back into your other show. Yep. I will also be on vacation that week. So I was oh. thinking we could take a, a week off. Sure. Um, cause I, I may be traveling. I don't know. I, I scheduled a vacation. I had plans with somebody. All of that fell through because they suck. And, uh, oh, <laughs> um, so now eh, it's whatever. Um, it's my fault for believing that people will do what they tell you they'll do. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, depressing. Yeah. Uh, I usually take the week of my birthday off. My birthday is that week. Um, oh, happy and birthday. I, thank you. Uh, I always take that week off because it's my birthday. And now I take it off because it's my birthday and also was my brother's birthday. And uh, I get really sad. So yeah, it's like, I, yeah, I don't want to do anything. I get that. <clears throat> so um, I may be just traveling on my own. I don't know. I might get a wild hair up my ass and drive to Oklahoma and see my cousins. Um, oh, there you go. But uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So I was like, well, I'll just talk to Jess and be like, hey, I know you're going to be neck deep and all this other stuff, so <laughs> you can just not worry about this for a week. Hey, that's <coughs> that's totally fine by me. Uh, the Also, the first week in April, uh, we're ditching our kids and going on a cruise because that's spring break um, awesome. here. So we will be we will be out of the country, which means no recording. It's the week bef- like leading up to Easter. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. You're going on. I've always wanted to go on a cruise. I it's don't know fun. if I get seasick though. I'm I'm terrified of like finding out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you do get seasick. I know, but the waters have to be real rough, like for you to feel anything. You're kind of yeah. just in like a giant moving city. It's fun. We we we've only been on one other one, and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, Ryan took one and he loved it. Um, but he was a big drinker, and so he was like, "It's just booze. <laughs> like they just give you booze." <laughs> yes. Um. If you're if you like gambling and you go in the that, casino, yeah. you <laughs> he yes gambling too. <laughs> yes, like, you. Well, that's why he loved it because if he gambled, they gave him free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the like. I I think he spent like three days gambling and drunk off his ass <laughs> oh my gosh you can also buy like drink packages and stuff um i mean there's there's different things you can do but yeah i i, I mean i 
drink, but I'm not like a huge drinker. So like the packages and stuff just aren't worth it. Like you have to consume a ridiculous amount and I just can't. So <laughs> I just like kind of like buy my stuff and my husband's not a big drinker. So uh, yeah, I'm me either. But it's, like, it, it's fun. Um, I wonder if they still do singles cruises like, you know, back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like might be worth box. looking into yeah. or like there are i know there are some cruise lines that are like no kids allowed so at the very least you could check out one of those so you don't have to deal with a bunch of crazy <laughs> which is children. weird this this is gonna sound weird i i actually wouldn't care about dealing with the crazy children it's the fact <laughs> okay. that i am a 44 soon to be 44 year old dude who really doesn't mind like being around a bunch of crazy kids and doing dumb shit because I'm basically a 44-year-old child. But then all the real adults look at you like you're going to kidnap their children and do horrible things. So Yeah, there is a – I know, yeah, it is unfortunate in this stage. Like part of me is like I'm glad there's like a lot of knowledge about it because it yeah. helps me like protect my own kids. But on the flip side of that, you know, it is kind of sad that we have to – mistrust or distrust i guess every single yeah. person we meet <laughs> when, when i was in my 20s and i i was a pretty avid churchgoer i used to uh get kind of roped in with some of the girls that worked the nursery um mm -hmm. knew i didn't mind like I, I i will say this i was never big on like the like changing diapers or anything but as far as like keeping kids entertained and <clears throat> like rough housing but you know, not too rough <laughs> but just like you know just doing all the crap that they don't want to do they just wanted to sit there and you know watch veggie tales or something yeah. um and the kids wanted to play and i was always down for that but then like inevitably somebody would complain about why is there some dude in the nursery horsing around with their kids like that's not okay and i'm like yeah i'm, I'm not a pedophile man like i'm just not <laughs> oh. like so anyway, it's way off track, but uh, way off track. It's OK, we'll bring it back. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, back to the episode. Um, so uh, it opens with them finding Nate uh, sleeping in the luggage, which I'm guessing maybe the bus was locked. Right. So that's why he chose the luggage compartment, because like, why would you choose the luggage compartment? It's a big bus. <laughs> I was I was thinking that too. I was like, wait, like I get that it's funny, like and it's it calls back to the last episode when he got locked down there and like, you know, they're just kind of like trying to play that joke forward. But at the same time, I was like, why would he be sleeping in there? So I'm with you. I kind of went with that logic that for whatever reason they left that part of the bus unlocked <laughs> so they could steal everyone's luggage, which I guess wasn't in there to begin with. And then the, the like main bus was was locked so no one I don't know I guess like took the bus I don't know <laughs> if that um, works <laughs> yeah uh did you notice the the Latin phrase on the side of the bus yes I think it's their um isn't that like, like their, their club motto? phrase motto yeah. that's the word I'm looking yeah. for Gradarius firmus Victoria this time was the first time I ever actually noticed that I was like oh I wonder what that means and so I so is it nonsense. <clears throat> no, um, it, it's it's I'm not that I should know, but I, it's weird. I took two years of Latin, so when oh. I see that stuff, I'm like, I know that that's Latin. 
I have no fucking clue what, <laughs> what it means. <laughs> well, me either. I also recognized it was most likely Latin because it, you know, sounded like it should be. But I didn't know if it was real or just gobbledygook. You know, someone like me says, oh, this sounds like Latin. Let's just stick it on a bus. No one will know. <laughs> uh, I think the literal translation is small steps towards victory. Oh, that makes sense. Which I guess another way, like our idiom, would be slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very that's very apt, actually. Oh, I like that. It's kind of like a little Easter egg. So my question is, do you think that that was their motto before Ted? Or is that a Ted thing? No, I think, I think that's probably always been like that. You don't... I, a motto for a football club, I feel like that's something you don't just, like, change overnight. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't think so either, but, like, with the way they talk about everything, like, that that type of motto doesn't seem like a lot of their speed, you know? Like, I would think of me more True. bravado than, like, cause sl- like, slow and steady wins the race feels definitely like a Ted thing. So... It does. It does. Which is why I kind of am wondering if it's more like an e- like an Easter egg almost. It's like if you translate it, you kind of like get the inside joke or whatever. But if yeah. not, then it's, you know, people like me are just like, oh, that seems like a cool motto. Neat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's very British of them. <laughs> um, all right. And, so... My notes are all over the place for this episode, so I apologize. I'm all over the place. It's <clears throat> This is the first episode that takes place immediately after the last episode, right? Ooh. Y- yes? I think so. Like, every episode, yes. I think, has had a little, whether it be the next day or the next week, a little time jump. Like, we I, we pick up, like, the morning after they took the city and everybody got laid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was, like, a teeny tiny time jump, but it was effectively, like, where they left off. Whereas, like, I, I think you're right. Because when, um, I think the closest one other than this that we probably got was the one where the his wife and son were there. Yeah. But it does pick up the following morning. Um, but yeah. Because I, I feel that... like we end last episode, not at like nine o'clock at night. Like it's ending. It's like two o'clock yeah. in the morning. And yeah. then we're seeing them at like seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree that I think this is probably been the smallest time jump that we've had for sure. Um, it felt seamless. It felt like yeah. that was where we left off. Like that's that's how I felt. So, bus ride home. One one of so many good beard moments in the episode, oh, but so <laughs> um, one of the best is them getting off the bus and Beard being like, <laughs> "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." What's like? What are you talking about? He's like, "Well, that was a five hour bus ride, and you didn't say a word." For five hours. That that's a record by five hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever go ten minutes without talking. What is going on? 
um, and he confesses that he slept with Sassy in a, a fun bit of like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, and I don't ever want to talk about it again. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I love that whole <clears throat> sequence. It just cracks up. And I think what I love about that is it calls back to the plane ride in the pilot where mm-hmm. he's like jibber jabbering like nonstop while Beard is trying to sleep. And so then he kind of like calls him out of like, hey, you literally said nothing for five hours. Like that has never happened. What is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so good. And then we get the the Keeley Roy moment uh, in the the no longer haunted um what do they call it training fitness room. training room um he's getting uh a massage from, yeah from a lady that just listens to true crap podcasts while she's giving a massage so, Which i kind of loved her, that would have been a good question long. for this uh, uh-huh sorry feel I, free like, to pepper it in because are, are do you get massages Oh, that's not the question I thought you were going with. No, but I do listen to true crime podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that I do know that. Um, oh, do you know that? I can't remember. If we talked about yeah, that. yeah. We uh, on the the first episode we were talking about our oh. like, how did you get into podcasting and what podcast do you listen to? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you t- told me about your true tr- true crime podcasting. Uh, um, not obs- obsession's a bad word, but. Uh, I wouldn't call it an obsession, but I do listen fits. to, <laughs> yes, um, many of them. Yeah. Um, I, I've never gotten a massage. Really? Ever? Like, ever? Ever. Really? That's fascinating to me. Now, I have gotten massages, and they're lovely, and I highly recommend them. I don't get them regularly, although I would love to. I just don't know, you know, like, when I would do that. <laughs> I I care when i when i this maybe not tmi in a bad way but like nobody wants to hear about when i was in (laughs) therapy but um i saw a therapist for a little while after ryan died and one of the things she asked me was like she was like are are you an anxious person Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah um she was like i can tell because like she's like i you're wearing clothes and I can see how tense your shoulders are. Oh dear. Like, <laughs> and she was like, do you, you get like regular massages or anything? I'm like, no, I've, I've never gotten a massage. She was like, you probably need to like find a way to start working all of that tension out. <laughs> Cause like you're carrying that <laughs> and it's, it, it, it hurts. I was like, Oh yeah. It physically hurts all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it does. And it kind of, yeah, no, I know what you mean when you kind of like carry your stress like that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not good for you. If you, if you can't stomach a massage or you're not, it's not really your thing. I don't know, maybe try some yoga, some meditation. Uh, uh, I don't know, just something to kind of like relax a little bit. <laughs> that's funny. I recently started doing three things. <laughs> um, some very light yoga to help with back problems. Nice. <laughs> and meditation to help with like anxiety. I do not like meditation. I've um, never really tried it. I, my <clears throat> mind is a little bit too. That that's my problem. Yeah, it runs. Si- yeah, like the minute things are silent, like it's it's like a snowball going down the hill, man. <laughs> like I hear that. Um, you know, I I, I would just 
spiral and like so that's why I, i'm always always have like some tv show playing in the background mm-hmm. while i'm doing like literally three other things so that there is no silence <laughs> yeah no we don't have a lot of silence in our house either although we also have kids which also helps but that's a different yes. sort of not having silence <laughs> but yeah if it's if I, like, even during like my work day there's <clears throat> always something in my ears whether it's a podcast or music or something because the minute I sit down and there's nothing like focusing me for most people that's distracting for me it actually focuses because it blocks my mind from wandering especially when I'm doing something that I don't necessarily want to be doing so like I totally get that yeah it, it, mine is it, like it has to be something that I've seen so many times like I rewatched the office or parks and rec or like mm-hmm. shows that I've seen a hundred times where it's not gonna pull my focus of like ooh, what's going on on the show but like it, it keeps it does like you said it keeps my brain from wondering. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, that that that'll be a fun discussion when we get to season two. We get yes. talk about all this stuff. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, okay. We'll uh, we'll unpack our issues at a later date. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't remember. Oh, the third thing I started doing was I, I'm a member of Planet Fitness. Um, oh yeah. And I, I, I do the black card so I can just go anywhere and they have the massage chairs and I, oh. I don't, I don't like them. Like it's painful and I get that it's supposed to be painful because that's how you work out all the knots. But like I started doing the massage chair every day and it's 10 minutes and the whole 10 minutes I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, for two hours afterwards, I feel so much better. Yeah, because you lose that. Now think about what a person could do yeah. if they were working on you. And like, I love a good deep tissue massage. It it hurts, but oh, you feel so good afterwards. I yeah. mean, they just they dig in and they just get it. Oh, now I want a massage. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do for my birthday. I'll just spring for like. Or maybe that's what I should look into. Just like a, I'd look into it. Uh, I mean, it's not sound like a, a housewife, uh, like a rich housewife. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat myself to a spa day. No, like seriously, treat yourself. Come on, you're a big person, uh, guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what me, would Tom Haverford like... say? Body <laughs> inner Tom. Yep, uh, but for me, that's like buying comic books and. <laughs> Well, yes, I know. You're secretly Ben in the Batman suit. I yep. get it. <laughs> like, I really get that. <laughs> but a massage would do you good. Just saying. A spa um, day, it's not all that bad. Yeah, I'll, Just, I'll have to uh, think about that. Um, yeah, the the chair does wonders. So, oh. And it usually only gives me about three or four hours of, like, real relief before I'm, like, super tense again. So, yeah, like... A person, I should, I should get a massage therapist and an actual therapist, and then I might be on the way to being a lot healthier. Yeah, I was about to suggest a rather unhealthy habit, which I probably shouldn't share on air, so I just won't. Smoking? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Are you a smoker? No. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> no, I, I am not. I know some and I know that that is, I know a few people that, that really calms their anxiety. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, sm- I, I've gone, which I know you can, I assume we're talking about smoking the same kind of thing. 
Um, I'm assuming. Um, so I know a few people. I, I, know, I mean, c- come on. We probably both know a lot of people. <laughs> well, <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I have such an aversion to smoke with any kind of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like, that I, thing either. Yeah. But like now, like if I were to go to Colorado and mm-hmm. like they have like all the edible stuff, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I might be like, so that piece of cake <laughs> will also do this. Mm-hmm. Give me two slices. <laughs> 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 Might want to start slow, just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, it would probably make. I'd probably have a bad time. Like, <laughs> um, or a really great one. I mean, yeah, it's all about perspective, yes. right? You might, you might have a couple Legion episodes play out in your brain. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, I would love to revisit that show, but I'm worried it won't hold up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't know maybe the last season might not hold up but i yeah. i don't know I'd, I'd consider that revisiting it because I, I binge watched most of it yeah. yeah anyway we're really off topic yeah. uh so uh <laughs> I, I, look, are we because like the next thing we get is the formation of the diamond dogs which yes. i know there's only two of us but there is the idea like I'm this is I'm such a Nate like I see so many things from his perspective because I also have always wanted to have a group of friends where I could discuss like not that I don't I do but like to do that like all at once like yeah together and like break down not just the male and female relationship dynamics but just like anything in general and like actually talk about things and yeah. we get to see the formation of that and it's so fun i like i don't know i i love this moment ted is mm-hmm. on a ledge and these three people just get to talk him down and it's just so nice to watch it is it's uh, it's just one of those like standout moments and I have a feeling I'm going to say this throughout like the back half of the entire season, but it's like every next episode we rewatch. I'm like, that was my favorite. Oh no. Then I watched the next one. I'm like, no, that one was my favorite. No, that one was my favorite. And so like, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record. I love all of them. And because I binge watched it the first time, it kind of felt like one just big episode, if you will. And so like, but this is definitely one of my favorite moments. There are, there are many, many moments in this episode that are like my favorite moments, which so maybe maybe this one. Um, well, after I rewatch the next one, I guess I'll table that until next week. <laughs> but as of right now, just because there are so many more standout moments in this episode for me, um, whereas in like the other ones, there's like one big theme or one big thing where I'm like, yes, that's why I love this episode. But in this one, it establishes so many things and it's just done so well and almost like seamlessly woven together. And I love it. And Diamond Dogs is definitely one of it. One of them. Um, I can speak tonight. Yeah. And maybe the first of a number of Rolling Stones references. Uh, It may not be the first. Um, I know, like, Stone songs, specifically one in general, uh, She's a Rainbow. I mm. think that's the name of the 
um, comes into play in a later episode. Um, yep. But uh, I feel like there's a lot of stone, which I mean, maybe rightfully so. It's British stones are British, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm probably cheaper reference, like getting Stones music than it is getting Beatles music. So. Yes, I was thinking that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I love two things I really, really love about this scene that aren't like really important to the scene. Well, one maybe is, but one is a uh, casual, uh, um, like, uh, I just blanked on his name. Um, Higgins. I don't yeah. know what's going on with me. Casual Higgins, like oh, with his shirt yeah. open, like with the t-shirt and the like, cause all we ever oh, seen. Oh, you're so right. He's always like, been in a suit up until then. Yeah. Uh, especially at work, like we've seen him at yeah. home times, but like he's wearing this like weird T-shirt with these like three mustachioed <gasps> people on it, and like it's just so. But we not... have we seen Higgins at home yet outside of a suit? I... What we did um, when in the last episode when he doesn't get to go. Right. When the match is, uh, is it in the last episode? We see him at home cheering. Uh, but isn't he wearing is like it? a sweater vest or something more like? Yeah, it is kind of like. It's still like borderline formal. Yeah, it's kind of daddish. Like yes. Not, not very like laid back, you know. Or it, no. Um, well, no. What I was gonna say was it pajamas? It wasn't pajamas. I don't think. But it is very like semi-formal you're right yeah because we get because you're right we get we get the hint of the casual in this episode and then there's more more to come on the higgins front <laughs> um I, I don't remember if it's in the next episode i don't think i won't spoil any of it i, not I think it's the next spoiler, one but you find out more about his past and kind of like uh what did we already find out how we met his wife um i don't we know how long they've been married. We know they have a good relationship. I'm trying to remember if they've told us how they met exactly. I want to say no because I know I because I know what's I coming next. Yeah, and I have I don't very specific find, visuals in my head. Yeah, I actually don't think we find that out until it's season two with the episode uh, where she's a rainbow place, right? So is it the, the Christmas episode? Uh, no, it's the rom com episode. Oh. Um, I think yes, that's what yes, we yes, find yes. out like so much about like the this buttoned up dude that like I said I don't really consider this spoilery so apologies but this buttoned up dude was not always this buttoned up dude <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, <laughs> and nope like this t-shirt is such a like hint to that it, it's I think it's a movie poster like it says something on it like it's either an album cover or a movie poster can't really tell my um, money would be on album cover just knowing yeah, a little you're, bit you're right, about you're right. now it's also if it really is one i don't know because i couldn't tell you like couldn't tell you what it was but <laughs> i actually i had the episode pulled up and i was looking for the scene it is an album color cover it's Ooh. dr john who is like a known musician but not a he's like a musician's musician like 
the it's he's a musician that all the musicians know but never hit like that super like uber popular radio play thing and the album is called the night tripper a hundred percent like setting up like oh god this show is so fucking smart man like they're so far ahead on the character development that you like unbelievable Oh. oh my gosh yeah this dude's like very interesting guy. Interesting. Yeah, def- like I said, definitely a uh, like a musician's musician, mm-hmm. um, like kind of a maybe not folk, but like that kind of like uh, like a like Bob Dylan hit it big, but like Bob Dylan if he didn't hit it big, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, singer, gotcha. songwriter, you know, blues, jazz, like stuff like that that was always kind of lower tier. Um, so I, th- yeah, I was forward into it and I paused it and I saw Dr. John. I was like, oh shit, it is an album cover. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of crazy album covers, but interesting. Yeah. I wonder which um, one it is. It's, it's like three, it, it's, I guess it's all him. It's three heads, and it, like each one's wearing a different hat. Um, um, the album, I guess, is called The Night Tripper. Oh, there's um, a different there's a different picture on the night um the one I'm okay. looking at. Oh, this could be the British album cover, maybe. Potentially. Um, who knows? Um, or it could be uh, like the cover for a single or. Something. It it's uh, when you find out more about Higgins later, it's a hundred percent like, oh yeah, this is the kind of T-shirt this dude would have. <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, Six-time Grammy Award-winning musician, Jesus. Right, like he's very instrumental for a guy that like nobody besides musicians have ever really heard of, like huh. people that only really know like popular music. Don't know who the hell Dr. John is. I didn't know who he was. Um, um, I, I'm, the only reason I know is because my mom was a musician. Oh, fascinating. So, like, I, you know, grew up hearing about shit like that. So, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, the other thing, of course, is the, I guess, not the button on the scene, but I guess the button in the middle. Um, well, there's also the Proud Boys thing. Like, that, that makes me laugh. Every time now, <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, Higgins. Um, but uh, uh, Roy sticking his head in and saying, "Y'all having a meeting? <laughs> yeah, I'm having lady problems. I'd love to get. What he said, I'd love to get your input on this. No, <laughs> just walks out. One of my favorite Roy moments. No, uh, just leaves. Roy has some good. Like it, it, the massage moment when he tells mm. Keely he's like she's about to go to work on my hamstring. <laughs> I don't like for people to hear my noises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, just genius. Like how how does he deliver this stuff with a straight face? Like honestly, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So, um. He and Keely have this. Well, Keely thinks it's a budding relationship. So does he, but they're not on the same page. No. She texts him. Uh, well, she tries to make plans, 
and he says he's busy when he's getting the massage. He doesn't elaborate. <laughs> Part of me is like, that's that's a mature person who has boundaries. It's like, it's not really any of your business if I don't want to tell you, because it's kind of personal to him as we find out later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she texts him. And it's like, if you get done early, let me know. We could grab a drink or something. It shows he read. Are you an iPhone person? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you are. Because yeah. it's in blue when we text. So yes. it, if you have red messages on, you can see when somebody read your message. It shows red and there's no reply. Yep. And from what we find out later, there's never a reply. Like, they just see each other a day later. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is why I need therapy. I think that's incredibly shitty. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to lie. I have like kind of mixed emotions on that because putting myself in Keely's shoes, which is much easier to do because I'm a woman. Um, I see her perspective. If someone straight just didn't answer me when I sent a message like that, I'd be like, not interested. So, right. I, like, I clearly read this wrong. <clears throat> He's not into me. Like, it would just, yeah, it would be like a whole whole thing, like, replaying in my head. Um, but when I hear, like, his reasoning for it, I do kind of see his point of view. Right. Like, I, I mean, like I said, from, like, looking at it as, like, healthy boundaries and like all all the things you learn about in therapy that I, you know, was on the cusp of the months that I did it and setting healthy boundaries. And if you don't want to answer that question or reply immediately, then you don't have to, you don't owe anybody anything. Mm -hmm. But like the other side of me is like, yeah, but also we should live in a polite society where like he can turn off red messages and she'll never know when he read it. Which is what I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, Roy, don't put it on red messages for somebody if you don't, like, if you're not going to reply, like, ever. Or like, don't click into it. You can get the gist of the message yeah. from the little preview. Just don't open it. Yeah, clearly you're able to establish healthy boundaries. Certainly your phone does not rule your life where you're like, it's telling me I have a message. I must look at it. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I know uh, maybe he's not that sophisticated with technology. Like maybe he doesn't yeah, maybe. know how to turn that off or doesn't realize that's a function. I don't know. I don't remember if that was opt in or opt out kind of deal, but um, I think it's opt in now. Like, I think you had to opt out initially. Yeah. I, I know for a fact because I had this argument with somebody. I deleted a text thread. Um, because I have an older phone and I, memory is a problem. Um, Ah. it's old like me, so it doesn't remember everything. Um, (laughs) and so I had to delete some stuff and actually, no, I'm going to be truthful. I got into an argument with this person Mm. and via text and I was really pissed off and I deleted the whole text chain. I've done that. So on an iPhone. When you delete text chains, when they text you again and you text them back, 
if you had them on red messages, they are no longer on red messages. You have to opt into that. Oh. So, nice. yeah. Um, which it's fucking weird that your smartphone can't remember that you had them on red messages. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but I do kind of like that from like a privacy and security perspective. <laughs> So I went from having one argument with them to like getting all that calmed down weeks later or days later only to then within a couple of days be like, why am I not on red messages? (laughs) Oh, heavens, come on. Uh, That's like a personal uh, preference in my opinion. Yeah. um, I don't have it turned on for anyone. It's, It's not personal. It's just how I do things. Yeah. You don't need Um, to know when I read your message. When I read your message, I'll respond. Yeah. I'm very few people that I have it on for. Uh, My closest friend I have it on for because she has told me, like, just like for whatever reason, it gives her anxiety and da 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 da. And like, but she also, if I read the message and don't respond immediately, I don't then. 20 minutes later, get some passive aggressive bullshit. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like, so you can read it, but you don't have time to respond. Nothing like that. Um, so that's fine. My issue is always like, sometimes I read the message, probably like Roy, I read the message, but I'm in the middle of something and then I forget to respond later. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I do that a lot too. Yeah. And then the next day I pick up my phone and I click on text and I see it in the top three or four text messages. I'm like, I'm an asshole. I never responded to them. Um, so. Yeah. Or when the, when you get the follow-up text <clears throat> message, hello, yeah. can I yeah. get an answer? <laughs> so, so, but yeah, I fell. I, I'm glad we're on the same page. Like Keely's like, being kind of like upset by it i i'm so on board with but then when roy later is like tells her what happened and then like you know i had a glass of wine then went home and went to bed like okay yeah you you read it we're gonna reply later and then went home and passed out and then woke up the next day went to work and you saw keely (laughs) yeah Yeah, which is kind of pretty much how I took it. I don't know. Yeah, it was really interesting. I was definitely, I was definitely with Keely. I was like, uh, on a first watch, on a second watch. I mean, you, you know what's going on, but yeah, the first time around, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe he's really not interested. I don't know. <laughs> so you kind of second so, guess it. So what do you think about Jamie showing up to not getting Keely's pants? <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of Jamie's growth. Love it. Yeah. It, it he even looks different. He like, does. He shows up in like actual well for him actual clothes. Not <laughs> not like breakaway stuff where he can, you know, uh, you know, get down to business quickly or whatever. Like he's wearing a a real like long sleeve shirt. He he shows some kind of like acknowledgement of boundaries when she's like do you want to have a drink and he's like no like it's okay i just came by to say thank you and Mm -hmm. you know um 
the the discussion i i almost thought about like what's your favorite emoji as the opening question but i thought it was like <laughs> like I, I mean i know i'm much older than you but like i was like that's gonna feel like a weird discussion <laughs> for people over 15 to have <laughs> <laughs> um yes and no i don't know i'm a um, big fan of a shruggy emoji uh yeah i i like the side eye emoji Ooh, like they're just flat mouthed uh like uh, or the raised eyebrow because i can i can do the rock thing and raise my eyebrow so i'm a big <laughs> fan of the raised eyebrow emoji um <laughs> my favorite this is gonna sound it, it's not the same reason as jamie but um at <laughs> <laughs> where i work the program we used to use to chat like office chat back and forth um it may have been skype i don't remember had an emoji they were animated emojis not just emojis whatever you call the animated ones but yeah. they're not really gifs no it was i think a, it was skype it was a squirrel who had a <laughs> nut and then he would like chew on it and i thought it was really funny like <laughs> For no other reason than why the fuck is there a squirrel emoji eating a nut? Like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so, I don't either, but I loved the ninja one. Yes. <laughs> I like the ninja. I like the dude on the bicycle. Yes. And I like the squirrel. <laughs> oh, there's another one where there's like a yellow, like typical emoji banging its head against a brick wall. I yes. used that one a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it says a lot about our day jobs <laughs> Yes it does um, Yes that one was uh, Also a staple um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it, it is like I if, if there was one with a dude Rolling a rock up a hill Only to have it roll down and <laughs> Demolish him I would have used that one instead of the brick wall one Because <laughs> One time uh, this again, uh, again getting off base but one time I had a higher up, like, ask me to describe my job. And mm -hmm. I, I said, uh, I said, do you know the myth of Sisyphus? And he was like, <laughs> uh, maybe. I was like, it's the guy that has to roll the rock up the hill every day. And then when he wakes up, the rock is down at the bottom of the hill. And so he just has to roll it back to the top. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what he has to do every day. He was mm -hmm. like. And I was like, yeah, I'm, that's me. I'm the guy. Like, I leave every day, and the rock is at the top of the hill. I go home. I go to bed. I come back to work. And somehow, the fucking rock is at the bottom of the hill. And everybody's like, well, roll it back up the hill. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> I feel this so much right now. Oh, also, I have legit had people that run our company that are like, yeah, I have no idea what you do on a daily basis. And I was like, wow. I make three times your salary and I can't do your job. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> right? Literally exactly how I felt. <laughs> but they always want to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I don't really know anything about marketing, but maybe we should do this. And I'm mm -hmm. like, just stop. Just can you please just stop? Please. Um, so, uh, tangent. Uh, this episode's full of tangents, but it's it's That's a very right. tangent episode. Like, there's no True. real structure to this episode, um, and I don't even think we're halfway through it. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't think so either. I sh I should have drank less wine tonight. Full disclosure, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, marketing. D just small recommend. Uh, do you have Peacock? I do not. Oh, okay. Not, well. well, I don't. Well, I, this is where I get confused. We pay for cable. And sometimes when you pay for cable, you get access to some of the premium yeah. like streaming models. So I think I get some stuff with Peacock, but I don't know exactly what. And I haven't dove into it yet. There's a show called American Auto. Oh, on there, okay. and it's it's about corporate bigwigs who run an auto company, and how fucking clueless they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I may or may not be reading a book entitled "How to Work for an Idiot Boss." <laughs> I, I need that book. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Do you have? Like audible um i don't i don't i can't do audiobooks okay well that's fair i'm just gonna send the link to you so that you can see the title okay <laughs> it's like um, legit helpful but it's also hilarious and it really makes you feel seen <laughs> <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's, it's good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, man! I get, <laughs> I get so frustrated when I log in on Monday night, and it's just like, okay, here's what we think you should be doing, oh and then God. by Thursday night, it's like you should go back to doing what you were doing. And I'm <laughs> like, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do my job. <laughs> do you though? Do you? I'm just kidding. Oh, I know. I I I I get, I get that. No, everybody like kind of leaves me alone, and then every once in a while they think that they know exactly how to do my mm -hmm. job and what I should be doing. So they'll just send me a whole bunch of stuff, and they're like, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. Or why haven't you done this with this random link I sent you like ten days ago? Like why isn't it blasted on our social media? And I'm like because it didn't really fit in with our social strategy. They're like, well, we need to put it out anyway. I'm like, cool. Okay. guess I'll get on that. <laughs> we had a, uh, this past week, we had a mandatory Microsoft Teams meeting that everybody on the shift had to be on. Okay. Uh, it was 45 minutes of just people complaining. <laughs> and uh, one of the, because the, I literally work in a department of two people. Um, Ooh, department of one right here. Yeah, and I it I, department makes it sound bigger than it is, but I mean when you break it down, it's like we're the only two doing this job, and mm -hmm. so he had spoken up a few times about things in the meeting, and he <laughs> he he replied to me. He's like, why don't why don't you like talk about anything? And all I sent him mm -hmm. was a gif. Of Milton from Office Space. <laughs> it was like, what does that mean? I was like, that's me, man. I don't, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you just leave me in the basement and keep paying me, I will keep doing my job and you'll never fucking hear from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, how do you not know what that means? Like, how old is this dude? Like, has he not seen Office Space? He's, he's pretty young. And I, but yeah, I was like, you should see Office Space, man. Like, really, it makes I, the first time I saw Office Space, I was like, eh, it was all right. After I started working a corporate job, I watch Office Space and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> this right? is so spot on. 
Yeah. Office space, the office. Mm-hmm. Those are the first two that come to mind. There there are many more, but the, those two really, really get corporate culture. <laughs> um, okay. So back to Ted Lasso. Ted and the biscuits. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he, he not only made her biscuits, he made her truffles, which uh, this has to be. The set, so yeah, this is the second day after that. I'm like, there's no way he did that with a hangover. Um, so yeah, this is again another day. Yes. So now it's two days since the. Yes. Anyway, uh, day two. He he, I guess did it as a thanks for her, uh, which uh, for you know comforting him, mm. and I, I'm curious if like. You, you notice and, and I'm like I'm all credit to her as an actress <sighs> the Rebecca that we saw from literally the beginning of the episode which we didn't really talk about that was kind of funny when she was trying to sneak out of the room and then yes. she just like, dawned on her she's like this is my room yes. hey wake up get out I loved that loved it that Rebecca is not the same as the Rebecca that's sitting behind the desk. Like, no. The minute she stepped back into this world, this office, this place, walking past pictures of her husband, like, just she becomes that, like, Cruella DeVille type character again. And, like, all credit to her because you can physically see the transformation. Mm-hmm. Like she's, I just I love her so much. I do too. I think she's a phenomenal actress for many many reasons. But yeah, no, there's definitely a stark difference between the Rebecca that was kind of almost on vacation, I guess. But you know, she was out, she was having fun, and then she is. You're right. As soon as she gets back in the office, it's all about all business. But business meaning like her mission to destroy the team. Mm-hmm. And it'll all come to a head by the end of the episode. But I mean, she's even like like uh kind of condescending. Not even kind of. She's definitely condescending to Ted. Like kind of like dismissive in that way of like, oh, it was no problem being there. I'm saying it like a valley girl, but uh it was no problem being there for you doing during your crisis. And like like she just has no emotion to her. Or, you know, yeah, it, she's cold again. Yeah, it, it's in uh, it just proves how like just great she is. Um, it does. And then the, there's after that's the scene with Keely and Isaac, Sam, and the other dude whose name I can never remember. The Colin, uh, yes, yes, Colin. Um, it's a skinny white boy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also acceptable. <laughs> I mean, he, this sounds horrible, but like he literally kind of just looks like the five other skinny white dudes in the I mean, locker room. <laughs> he does. I know. It's like, they, you know, they don't stand out that dude. much. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, because we, we do get a little bit more with him yeah. next season. So yeah, his name is Colin. Yeah. Um, I, I love uh, I love Keeley's new mission, uh, like the this j- new job that she's created for herself. Yes. Um, which I mean, that might be one of the most fun things in the world. Is like 
finding something you like doing and then being able to kind of monetize it. Um, of course, eventually it just becomes another job and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> but you're the only one doing it. So you can't ever take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, yes and no. Not going to lie. That is that is my ultimate goal. I am, I am working on something. I, one of the podcasts I listen to, uh, the film cast guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Dave Chen on that like yeah he solely exists as a podcaster now like that's how he makes his living like he, I, I think he, he used to work for Microsoft and then he worked for Amazon and like now that's what he he said recently that like that's what he does for a living now um which the the other two guys do too but like uh they also you know do other things as well but like he just podcasts and like I, yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking dream, but also, like, I know kind of the like the back side of this, like the I, I guess the marketing side of this to to like, yes. and it's a lot. I mean, it's I a tried, lot. When I tried to do it, I, I I wanted to quit. I was just like, I don't ever want to do this again. I don't even want to <laughs> podcast anymore. Like, I I don't I don't I don't. I don't want to know what SEO is. I don't want to know how to do it. I don't, I, I just don't want to know. I don't care. Like, I just want to record and have somebody else do this for me. <laughs> yeah. And that's fair. I mean, but you don't have to know like all the ins and outs of marketing. Like the, I think the key and how podcasters become successful and wow, this is a whole nother tangent. So I'll keep it short, but it's just building that community. And once you can effectively do that, then you can, yeah. add extras and add bonuses and get people to pay you for things and that's how they do it like i mean becoming a creator is like a legit thing but you have to have you have to have like a good idea and like consistent things behind it which is not something i've ever achieved either yeah. so um yeah but i mean that that's what keely is doing though like it's yeah. not podcasting but it is like she's building clientele and like doing it the right way not like i'm gonna go get these deals and then like be like you're going to like she kind of did that with jamie but like jamie's so vapid he would just if it was a paycheck and made him look good he'd support it but mm -hmm. like sitting down with these guys and being like what are you interested in that maybe i can get sponsorship deals for um they all want to well not sam but they all want to fuck a pair of air jordans <laughs> <laughs> which cracked me up but it? it's like twofold because it's just like <laughs> they're air jordans man you don't sponsor air jordans they're air jordans exactly <laughs> like, they don't need your help <laughs> no <laughs> you're I'd like maybe if you're like on the level of like a jay-z or beyonce or rihanna who i recently found out is the wealthiest uh musician in the world Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, actually. I would have thought it was Jay Z, but apparently she's just like a, like a, a like Jay Z's thing is he owns so much, like True. where she just like hers is all like sponsorship deals. So mm, that's true. It was Kanye, but then Kanye shot himself in the foot. Metaphorically. <laughs> so um, <laughs> dude was a billionaire and just couldn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> nope. Good. Nope. 
couldn't help himself. <laughs> Once I got to a billion dollars, I swear to God, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I have a publicist. <laughs> Talk to my publicist. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't tweet. I don't get online. I don't. I just disappear. Um, I mean, so the dream, right? I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, so Roy comes to confront Keely, tells her like, you know, I'm. He apologizes in in the Roy way, and she uh, tells him. Uh, well, he tells her. Is this where he tells her about the uh, what he was doing last night? No, that's on their date. That's like okay, yeah. Um, he just it, says that it was private, right? Um, and so she's like in the the uh, spirit of honesty. I slept with Jamie. He's like, oh yeah, of course I'm not stupid. And she's like, no, I mean last night. <laughs> and <laughs> we get angry, angry, like so angry that he can't speak. <laughs> I think I know you always ask me for a favorite quote, and I think one of my favorite ones is Tuna, just come back and uh, speak to me when you can actually speak again, or whatever it is she says. <laughs> He's just like, oh. Yeah. Um, it's such a great moment. Um, and cut to him standing in Ted's office looking at the triangle of success. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Um, and I, so we talked like about the beginnings of Jamie growing as a person. Mm-hmm. And even though we love grumpy, gruff, like asshole Roy, like <laughs> this is also the beginning of Roy becoming a, a not a better person, but just a more open person because rather than, like stew on this and just let it eat him alive and never speak to Keely again. Mm-hmm. He comes to Ted to talk all of this out. And Ted <laughs> does, what does he say? This is my worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When he brings everyone in, he's yes. like, this is literally my worst fucking nightmare. Oh, so many good Roy moments. Um, I, I I want to be thin and fit and have a jacket like Royce. I right? love that jacket. I love that jacket too. It's like not the like motorcycle leather jacket kind of thing, but it's like just like bad boy, but also fashionable. Mm-hmm. Like he pulls it off so well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really, <laughs> yeah, really. I just want to be Roy Kent. I would also like to have, the facial hair of Roy Kent. Oh, <laughs> our, our beard. I, I have the facial hair of Nate. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> like I try to grow it and it looks terrible. So. Um, <laughs> uh, so he calls the diamond dogs together. Like. And unloads like uh, he's got Jamie stuck in his head. And, and so. M- I don't know. I don't know because I'm I'm just a dude. So I do know that this is a very dude thing. I don't know if it's also a female thing where like somebody's past or even specifically recent past or like y- you find out about it because you're human and you're curious or they wanted to be honest with you 
And so you asked a question or they just told you honestly, like Keely did, and it gets stuck in your head and you can't get past it. Like, I know mm-hmm. I've had those moments. So, uh, I mean, if you have, I'm sure it's not been for a very long time because you've been <laughs> married for quite a while. So. <laughs> it's It has been a very long time, but I mean... I- I think it depends on the person, but I do think it, I think it happens like regardless, especially if it's something that takes you by surprise, like you didn't realize that you were, that that person that you're with was with this one person and like this one person is just awful. And it's like, how can I be so into you and hate this person, but you were with that person. Like office space. We yes. were just talking about office space. It It is a huge moment in office space where he cannot get past that she slept with Lumberg. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even the same Lumberg. No. Nope. <laughs> but he gets it in his head and he lets it destroy his relationship with her. Um, yeah. Or at least nearly destroy it. Um, but uh, so Ted does his, his best Chandler Bing. <laughs> And I think you're you're not a friends person, right? I, no, I, but I have been told that sounds braggy, and I'm not trying to make it sound braggy. My niece, uh, one of my nieces, uh, who became obsessed with friends a few years ago, uh, told my sister that uh, I was like a version of Chandler because of like the way I talk and like always making jokes at like the <laughs> worst possible time. <laughs> And, like, they're just inappropriate and, you know, so I've watched it. Are you a friends person? I do. I do. I do like, I do like friends. I'm not, like, obsessed with it, but it was a good, it was a good show. I I mean, I know people who watch it the way I watch, like, Seinfeld or The Office or, you know, other shows. Um, I mean, I'd pick up any of the ones you just mentioned possibly like before friends i don't know maybe like friends and seinfeld are kind of like on the same level but for completely different reasons and i have to be in a totally different mood to pick one over the other seinfeld to me is like that i friends is a show about this apologies to people like friends my opinion i i do like joey and chandler friends is a show about terrible people who don't know how terrible they are like they are vapid yeah. and self-obsessed and just like, oh my God, man. Uh, like Ross is problematic as hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like just, oh my God, man. Stop like, much? Yeah. Uh, but Fair. Like Seinfeld is a show about terrible people. Seinfeld is literally know, a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, and But they're not good people, but they kind of know they're not good people. Like, and the, they're just okay with it. <laughs> like, true. Because, um, I mean, that's where the show ends with them all in jail because <laughs> they're mm-hmm. not good people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of not good people, uh, Rebecca convinces Ted to go to a meeting of some club investors, the Milk Sisters. <laughs> Ted has a lot of milk puns. Uh, none so of. So many. Which are funny at all. <laughs> like, they're just, 
like they're bad in the way that bad puns like you you're just like these are dad jokes it's terrible yes they're bad <laughs> dad jokes exactly <laughs> did, did they expire i was like oh god yeah um only to find out that rupert has bought their nearly three percent stake in the club so he is now once again part owner through his relationship with the new rebecca bex uh, who he's now engaged to. And that leads us to one of, like, across two seasons, probably one of the top five moments in the show for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yep. I would say that, too. It's, oh, I love this. I love yeah. I, Once I realized that this was this episode, I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, buckle it. This is, like, one of my favorite things. I mean, it, it's a three or four minute scene but like it's just it's like it's in my brain it's like one of those things that will be there <laughs> when i'm dying is him you know uh be curious not judgmental um oh, oh look i forgot i'm left-handed <laughs> yeah uh it that's such a i i've got to knowing the people that wrote it and the people that created the show. And like I know that Bill Lawrence is a massive Princess Bride fan. Uh, so much so that there's a whole episode of Scrubs that's like a take on Princess Bride. Are you a Princess Bride person? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I, I've watched the movie at least a couple of times. Bear in mind, I think the movie might be older than me. I'm not 100% positive on that. Um, but I've read the book also. Oh, wow. I've never read the book. Um, I have it. I've just never read it. Um, cause I, I'm, I am that book dude person who buys books all the time and then just never gets around to reading them. I'm mm, like, oh, I still have all this Stephen King stuff to read. I'll get to it one day. Mm -hmm. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel this. So if you know the Princess Bride, yeah. there is this whole fencing scene where they're yes. fencing each other and only in this case is like i'm not left-handed and then it's oh i'm not left-handed either they mm -hmm. can fence with both hands and it's a it's a back and forth fun kind of thing like from the moment i first saw this i was like that's gotta be a princess bride reference because i know that bill lawrence loves that movie and like literally every show has some kind of reference somewhere <laughs> um so yeah him like just you know tossing the darts and like you know making decent shots enough to i mean he just hustles this dude man and it's so fucking there's nothing better than an asshole getting their comeuppance Ugh. nothing better nothing nothing better in the speech he layers on top of it and the way like they cut to the dart shots it just like punctuates each part yep. of the story i was like oh my gosh this is like so brilliant love this per perfectly written perfectly acted and mm -hmm. just perfectly shot and like so much so that like so our three bar patrons like are so happy to have rupert back because Ugh. like oh it'll mean like the wankers they even put it on the board wanker is is the scoreboard it's rupert oh, and yeah. wanker oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's such a good detail 
like you know they're celebrating that because like that the, maybe the team can turn around and not get relegated and you know just but even then when Ted serves this dude his lunch even they celebrate mm-hmm. like I know it's just so damn good <laughs> it's so good I oh, I just I love the whole story although this story becomes more tragic later on yeah because you get more insight into like yeah. what actually happened with all yeah. of this yeah so that was the one thing i was going to talk about like in the spoilery section yeah i'm like, not saying anymore yeah. right now but yeah um yeah ted's speech about like i played darts every sunday i think with my dad at a local uh, pub, like, you know, until I was 13 and just like, it's all of that, man. It's just so fucking good. I don't, I, it's so good that I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, I don't think we need to like necessarily break it down. It just, I mean, it's a great scene. It was it was like you said, it was well written, it was well acted, it was well like directed, edited, cut, like whatever the proper term is. The way that they packaged it all together is just excellent. Um the only thing I, I want to touch on touch on, like kind of surrounding this scene is before that all gets started, when uh the one the one guy is kind of mouthing off and Rebecca <laughs> Rebecca tells him off. I was like, Yes. yes. Oh, I love that so much. I, it, it's it's the glimpse back into, like, we yeah. get a little regression into that Rebecca who is not using Ted maliciously. Like, she's on his side in this moment, you know? Yes. Um, I, uh, uh, what's I going to say? Oh, uh, we talked in a, a couple episodes ago about the shots like shots on goal, like yeah. how they have to cut away. Cause like most of these guys aren't actual soccer players, football players. And even the ones that were, you know, it, it it's easier just to like show them in action than cut away to the shot on the goal. Yeah. Um, so that you're not having to reshoot it a hundred times. That's what they're doing here. But the fact that they're using the cut, like you said, to punctuate, what he's saying because mm-hmm. i mean i don't know maybe jason sudeikis is a uh, like you know top tier dark player but i <laughs> i don't know like I, I feel like if you were that good they probably would have left a couple of shots of you and actually making it mm-hmm. um but using like using that cutaway like that specific thing that you're gonna have to cut away to anyway to punctuate what he's saying is such a brilliant use of that uh, tool, you know, of uh, yeah. something you have to do anyway, but then you use it the right way. It's just, it's so good, man. Um, I, I agree. Like it wasn't distracting. Like sometimes the f- football cutaways can be distracting mm-hmm. because you know why they're doing it. And even though like, you know why they're doing it in this case, the way that they did it, I loved how it just added to the scene as opposed to like take away from it. So I really liked it. 
so the the Roy Keeley apology. Mm-hmm. Um, Keeley is fucking. She's dressed like Catwoman, man. Like she she's <laughs> just like Catwoman, and what is that called? Like a halter top or something, or mm-hmm. like the the shoulder straps or whatever. But like she's wearing like Catwoman pants, which I know probably says too much about me that I noticed that. <laughs> but like. <laughs> It's okay. it's the like the metal belt and uh, like I, I have such a fondness for the 1960s Batman like thing and Catwoman was a big part of that show. Anyway, I was just like she's wearing Catwoman's pants. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, she so, looked great. That's that's pretty I mean, much all I have she, to say. She always looks good. Um, mm-hmm. the I. My favorite part of his apology, though, is I'm not, what does he say? I'm not a man baby child. (laughs) Yes, something (laughs) along those lines. (laughs) I don't remember the exact phrasing, but yes, of not being a man child baby, something along those lines. Yes, it made me laugh. (laughs) Um, And and we get our, our agreement for them. Of course, that scene is actually like in the middle of the bar scene, which... I guess it makes sense to have it, you know, break that up so that it's not one full scene. But I don't know. I mean, I would have left that whole bar scene as one completely full thing. Um, but that's just me. Um, yeah. I get you had Maybe to they cut were away to build to, suspense. One kind of like create a passage of time so that you oh. weren't like jumping ahead. It's my assumption. So it doesn't feel like you're jumping ahead 45 minutes. Or it doesn't feel like Ted immediately cons him into a game of darts. Yeah. Um, uh, but then it's back to Roy and Keeley on their date, where he does confess that he does yoga with <laughs> a group of uh, like 60-year-olds or something. That's what he says, 60-year-old women. Yeah, who have no idea who he is. Which um, I love. I love that detail. They have no yeah. idea who I am. I'm <laughs> like, that's amazing. Which is perfect for Roy. Like he gets, he gets to socially interact with people who do not want to discuss, like what he does for a living. Yeah. Um. Because he's a, he's a celebrity. Like not. It's not even a semi celebrity in this town. He is a celebrity. Yeah. Um. So and then he assaults a photographer for taking pictures. Um. So apparently, so well, I don't know. Do you think that this Rebecca is still paying this photographer to follow Keeley around, or was, or is he just doing it because he's paparazzi? My take was he was just doing it because he's paparazzi, and it just was happy circumstance. I don't know if he like had been following her around like since the assignment from Rebecca because he or if maybe he you know she seems to be relatively famous or I guess what's the quote I'm famous for being almost famous or whatever so I mean like people clearly know who she is so I kind of feel like he was a paparazzi just trying to like take control of an opportunity and it was just unfortunate for Rebecca that it was the same one she happened to hire yeah but I don't know or it could have been because he was hired that's why he was still following her around because maybe he was looking for an opportunity. Like you said, everybody knows who Roy Kent is. So, and everybody knows who she is. So yeah. it seemed probably, and Jamie Tart. So it seems like kind of a big deal to get that scoop. Yeah. Um, 
and once I guess once you've been following somebody who's semi famous, you kind of like you, you know their routine, you know their car, you know that like so you're just like well I like I I know like I need pictures, I need a trumped up story, I need something to make some money this week. I'm not Peter Parker and there is no Spider Man. I can't take pictures of myself. <laughs> I know where this person is. I can follow them around and maybe find something interesting. And boom. Here she is on a date with Roy Kent. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where my money is, to be honest. I don't think Rebecca was still paying him to follow Keely. I think she yeah. I think it was a one and done. Um so cut to the next day. Rebecca's coming into work. Ted's like she's all happy because Rupert, you know, got served and mm-hmm. uh to use a term from twenty years ago. Uh <laughs> and Ted's happy because you know, Ted's always trying to be happy, and they spell out the high boss on the field, which is really cute. Um, and Higgins uh, comes in to discuss something. Oh, the seats—that's what it is. Yep. Um, and so I wasn't aware. I, I don't think that any place in america does well actually that's not true i know high school high school sports do this that like you have to separate the the sides Mm -hmm. like i mean every everybody has like a visitor side and a home side but like if you're going to see a nfl game you can buy a seat for wherever you want yeah and so i I guess there are tickets reserved specifically for the very much home crowd, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I know there are places that do that. Um, and it's usually places with smaller stadiums um, that have passionate fan bases. So I guess it makes sense for football. Um, I just, I never thought about it. And when she's like, release them to the, the, the visitors team. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, you can hold tickets like that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting insight because I, I was like, I don't know if this is common in all sports or, like, like I guess just because I don't know, I just assumed that maybe, like, all sports kind of do this, you know? They, like, wait to see how much of their home crowd is going to buy up the tickets and then they release seats, like, to the... To, like, anyone who wants to come or, like, the, quote, away crowd, I guess. Um, I just, I, I I don't know. Like, I, I thought that was really interesting. And I was wondering if that happened more prevalently in sports. I guess I just I, sort of made that assumption that it did. Yeah. I mean, so much of it's done online now that it's impossible. You can hold seats, but you, you can't really hold seats for... Uh, like specific, like you can't bar somebody from Philadelphia buying a seat because the Eagles are in town to play the Falcons for wherever they want, as long as they're paying right. for the seat. True. Um, now, if it's like an owner's box or something, sure. But um, just regular admission seats, not to my knowledge. Like it's never, like, I mean, I've watched plenty, I've gone to plenty of stadiums and watched plenty when we saw the Braves win uh not the world series but the championship a couple of years ago the people sitting in front of us 
for pulling for uh, uh, the Dodgers. Mm. That's who they played? I think it was the Dodgers. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, like, two, literally two rows in front of us. There was like 25 people pulling for the Dodgers. Hmm. So, like, you know, you'd think that'd lead to more fights. I Like I said, I get it with football because, like, you hear about the football hooligan stuff all yeah. the time. So, anyway. So, Higgins is fed up and he quits. Yes. He's done. I... I really enjoyed this exchange between the two of them because I feel like they've kind of been dancing around it for the entire season. So I appreciated them like kind of bringing it to the front and just kind of getting it all out on the line. He admits that he was in the wrong and that he shouldn't have done what he did. And then he still finds the courage to like stand up for himself and you know, it's a definitely a, a great character moment and turning point for Higgins himself. Um, and it's good for Rebecca, too. I mean, I'm happy that she called him out because, I mean, that was a shitty thing that he did to her. Yeah. So, I mean, she she's passive aggressively, like, dug at him been, about yeah. it. But, mm-hmm. like, to straight up confront him, like, with, I thought that we were friends and I found out that you were just the thing to distract me that like, I thought we had an actual friendship and I think for Higgins, it was more that that's where it started and it may have become a kind of friendship. Um, but you understand her betrayal, but my lead question was almost, have you ever quit a job? (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I was like, I don't know that that could go anywhere. Um, <laughs> and my, my one story would not have been fun. <laughs> it would have been kind of sad. Um, because oh, no. my brother was my boss at the time. <laughs> oh, um, but, uh, you think that that's the, that's the button on the episode and it, it's mm. not, I mean, she gets slapped in the face. Um, and even though she does have a point. But like he takes, he rightfully goes at her. But then Keely, her new newfound like deep friendship with Keely is immediately mm-hmm. like just destroyed when Keely comes in with the pictures of her and Ted that she found from the photographer and knows that you know Rebecca hired him and. And that that's the button on the episode and holy shit like oh. what a and she's just devastated man um it's it's such a good place to leave because the next two episodes in the season mm-hmm. like it's good to end on here on that like just heartbreaking moment um so we won't dwell on that and we'll go quickly favorite joke <laughs> Oh, favorite, favorite joke. Oh, God, there were so, so many of them. Um, I think I think I'll stick with uh, with Keely and any of her any of her bits with Roy, especially the one where she's like, you can come back and talk to me when you've learned how to speak again or something like that. Like that just killed me. And then her whole independent woman bit, because it was just. It was just a play on Trent Krim from The Independent. Um, Keely Jones from The Independent Woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that whole exchange. Um, yeah. The the one we didn't talk about, I don't think it's 
it's not really a joke, but her moment with uh, um, uh, Danny, where she's mm. like, you want to sponsor Joy. Like, I don't <laughs> know if I can get you paid for that. And he's like, oh, I give away Joy for free. It just made me smile. Not necessarily laugh, but it just made me really happy. Yeah. Um, so spoilery stuff is so spoilers for future episodes <coughs> sorry um what were we going to talk about spoiler wise that we alluded to oh god <laughs> i completely forgot there was there's definitely something um well there's definitely the punk rock higgins that we find about yes. find out about in the future that's so fucking perfect <laughs> right I think do we get I think we get this in the next episode because he quit in this episode. Yeah. I and think he Ted stands goes to, to it. Him. Yeah. And he does. He's like grown a beard and is like playing. <laughs> it's like the a weird goatee face. thing. Yeah, it's so so strange. Um, so good. But uh I can't remember the other thing we were gonna talk about. But yeah. uh uh who knows? Uh we we went on super long again because we got off on a lot of tangents. Um, Sorry. I mean, I, don't bother me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm so, like so excited to talk about the the last two episodes. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. wait for the text. It's like, wait, this is my new favorite episode. Um, cause oh, I, I know. I think the next episode is great. I, the finale is still like the locker room stuff in the finale is so fucking good just so good um anyway uh go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com uh not a ton of stuff going on right now but um if you want to hear me complain about my dating life uh (laughs) i just recorded an episode of a uh podcast we haven't done in a while me and my cousin elizabeth where we just get online and complain about how shitty it is to try to date. (laughs) Um, So if you want some really, really TMI stuff, not like gross or like overtly sexual, just like, I didn't need to know this about your personal life or like (laughs) that you're a person that makes this bad of a decision. Um, Oh no. It's, it's all on xwingfiles.com. It's called, uh, it just looked for a dating podcast over on the website. Uh, we just recorded an episode and it, it was a lot of fun. It made me feel better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, at least you feel better. That's the important thing. <laughs> um, and you're gearing up in, like we talked about earlier, in two weeks, you're going to be talking about Superman and Lois season three. I am. It's coming back. TBD. And if it's, this is the final season or not, we, I don't think still, I don't think we know that yet. Uh, but yeah, it'll be back and you can catch coverage for that on the Tomorrow's Legends podcast. So, Are y'all um, going to talk Gotham Knights? Did it? Is it? Wait. It's coming. It is? Yeah. I thought it got axed. Um, so did I, I. And then somebody on Twitter the other day was like, uh, I can't wait for everybody to see the premiere of Gotham. Oh, it was Natalie Abrams, the actress, oh. um, who I love. Just like I can't wait to, for everybody to see the premiere of Gotham Knights, and the, I was like, oh, I thought the show got canned. Apparently, it just got retooled. Um, I think it's a summer show. Oh, so see, 
I didn't realize it was still on the docket. I thought they were canning everything that was supposed to be on the CW. So, um, I don't know. Uh, once I reconnect with my co-hosts and get back in the loop on things, which I've kind of stayed out of the loop, <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know. Well, Flash still sucks. So. <laughs> still haven't watched any of it. <laughs> You're not missing anything. That's what I hear. So. <laughs> See, it's why uh, I didn't want to do a podcast on it. You know, I stand by my decision. <laughs> yep, it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel validated. Um, you'd have been better off, like, just, I don't know, doing anything else. This podcast, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this podcast, for sure. I'm enjoying the heck out of rewatching Ted Lasso. Are you kidding me? So good. Um, I'll, I'll have to turn the flash on one day while I'm working and just sort of let it play. Yeah, it's a smart move. Um I guess so, I just yeah. listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said this before, but that's the way I used to feel about The Walking Dead. Like, I just need somebody for 10 minutes to tell me what happened on the episode so I don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody probably does recap videos online. Um, I know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> go check out all that stuff. Go rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, say whatever you want. Basically. <laughs> just give us five stars. There you go. Five stars. Say whatever you want in the comments. <laughs> we won't read it. Uh, Just kidding. And probably, uh, Actually, we probably won't. We got two more weeks, and then we'll take uh, just a short break. So uh, so we can make sure that well, I'll be on vacation, but we can make sure you get your bearings because doing yeah. multiple podcasts and children and family <sighs> and work, and it can be a lot. So um it it can be a lot, and I have tentatively mentioned to my husband that Superman and Lois comes back in two weeks, and he's like, okay, but I don't think he's, like, putting two and two together, <laughs> that I'm going to be podcasting. So now he's like, so now I'm going to lose you two days a week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can do a marathon podcast, like, record them back to back, because I can just be free whenever, because <laughs> yeah. I'm up all hours of the night. But, I know uh, but I don't want to finish one podcast at midnight and then yeah. start another one. So, no, actually, I'm 99% sure we are recording on Thursday nights because I think Superman and Lois airs on Tuesday. Is The Flash on Wednesdays? Or am uh, I making that up? Uh, I th- yes, Wednesdays. So they're keeping the flash recording on Fridays. They're recording as we speak. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. <laughs> you still the address to the show. I talk about how terrible it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyways, I think we're recording Thursday night. So I would oh, nice. be, yeah, so I would do Thursday with them and then we could, we could still keep Fridays. Um, okay. So. Um, I just if it ever interferes, don't feel like if um, it if it starts to get to be too much, I will I will definitely let you know. I mean, like you said, this show is it's not a heavy lift at all. It's really just rewatch the episode, organize my thoughts, and then you <laughs> we take wind the up notes talking and, for two hours. <laughs> yeah, you prompt me and we go on seventeen tangents and it's great. Like it's just it's super fun. So, you know, I'll uh I'll drink less wine next time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just it'd been a night. I mean, it doesn't, I, I, I like the loose format. Uh, it does tend to, uh, that's my other podcast that I do, uh, one of my other podcasts, the Nerds and Everything podcast, yeah. very loose format. And 
for like three weeks in a row, Adam and I have gone for like three hours. And I'm like, oh, we got to stop doing this, man. So I'm like, ain't nobody listening to a three hour podcast unless they just fucking love us. So, um, but we just, we go off on like tangents and rabbit holes talking about film and TV. And we're talking about Mandalorian and Star Wars stuff this week. And it'll probably run up in another it. three hours. I haven't watched it. I gotta watch okay. it. I haven't watched I, it. I will not say anything other than I was disappointed with how short the episode was. Okay, so. that's fair. That's how long is the episode? Thirty-six minutes. That's surprising. Yeah, I really had hoped for like an hour premiere. Um, huh. I mean, I, I get it. You know, like that. I think they write and film everything almost all at once, like the way you film a movie. Yeah. And then maybe pick up shots as they go if they need them. So I get how it's all like filmed and then broken up in chapters. Yeah. And you edit it so that it makes more sense as an episode. Yeah. So sometimes you wind up with 40 minute episodes. Sometimes you wind up with 30 minute episodes. But when it's a show you love, it's just always like, I just want more. Like, can you just give me more? Yeah. I get that. I get that. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch The Bad Batch yet at all. I haven't watched Andor. I need, and I think I'm just going to skip all that and jump into The Mandalorian because I love The Mandalorian. So. Yeah. Uh, Bad Batch? No. How was I, it? I, Did you like it? It's good. It's still going. Season two is still going. No, I, oh, it's still going? It hasn't ended? Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, um, my one co-host is, he's like legit recording like five podcasts at once right now. <laughs> he um, hey, well he has a star wars podcast so they're covering bad batch and mandalorian concurrently is yep. there anything else star wars happening um not anything that's like super canon there's some like kitty stuff that's happening but i imagine that's not probably in his purview um no, they're not covering that they're co- they're only covering disney plus star wars so yeah. bad batch and mandalorian and then he's doing flash and then Superman Lois is about to start, so that's a that's a busy docket. Um, yeah, no kidding. Bad Batch just dipped its toe into, or like this season has started dipping its toe into like post cloning stuff. <gasps> like, Ooh, I gotta catch up. Yeah, it, I like, find that so fascinating. This last episode, very specifically. Like, the last few episodes, you have found out what happened to Camino when they were <gasps> doing the cloning. Ooh, um, that's a question that's been in my mind for, I don't know, ever. Yeah. Like, it, it has very specifically started exploring that. And, like, why they stopped cloning. Why, mm. um, and how we, I feel very much like Dave Filoni's purpose, unfortunately, has become how to bridge the gap ah. between the, what what built up to the sequel trilogy yeah. and then how we get to the uh, rise of Skywalker and all of a sudden a cloned emperor exists. Yeah. Because it comes out of nowhere. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. And, like, oh, this would be a fun concept. Let's just try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um. Like, oh. We'll bring back the Emperor. Everybody will love that. How is he still alive? It was a clone the whole time. And then, 
like that sounded great at the time and then it plays it like it lands like a dead duck <laughs> and everybody's like what this doesn't make any sense and so now you have Dave Filoni and John Favreau to a lesser degree having to be like we have to make this make sense and yeah. so like they did it in season two of the Mandalorian you mm-hmm. like they found those like vats of like deformed clones and stuff and then yeah. like now in the Bad Batch like the they they've specifically started investigating like what happened on Camino and you find out why the cloning stopped and you, like it, it's so interesting but it's like literally two minutes of every episode and then the bigger episode is like more like just the adventure that they're on that week and i'm yeah. just like i i don't want like this is fun <laughs> and if i was 12 i would be like that was so awesome i'm 44 and i'm like can we just shelve all this stuff all i want to know is like all of this like conspiracy camino what the emperor is doing like mm-hmm. just all of that <laughs> yeah that's what i find really interesting so okay well i'm glad they're kind of bridging that gap because yeah it does kind of come out of nowhere well because they the, the the chronological order of the movies in in real life is problematic because yeah, i mean you don't everything. really i mean you don't really touch on hardly any of that stuff in the first trilogy not that I'm, you know, any expert on the original one, but... The Clone Wars comes up literally in the first movie, and that's it. Because Obi-Wan, he says, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. And uh, that's it. That's it. (laughs) That's the only reference. (laughs) Yeah, and then they go a little crazy with it in the... Not, like, crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy. In the prequels, like, sort of. You get, like, more introduced to stuff and just right. stuff that kind of, like, leaves you hanging. And then, then there's entire series built around this whole thing. So, yeah, crazy. The, the series made the made the prequels make sense. That, like... Well, it, yeah, that was the whole point, right? Yeah. Well, well, it, so, I guess this is not really new, new for Dave Filoni because basically... Because he was the big creative uh, behind the Clone Wars... TV series so he had to make The prequels make sense and now he has To make the sequels make sense And I feel bad for him The only thing he's gotten to do That wasn't him like making Other people's like Crazy ideas make more sense Was Star Wars Rebels Like that felt like his Like show that he got to just Go with His narrative and Not have to like Worry about it I mean, it still fits. Did you watch Rebels? No, I haven't. And I've only, oh, oh. I've only honestly watched bits and pieces of the Clone Wars, just enough to understand the Bad Batch. And then I watched season one of the Bad Batch. So I want to go back and watch all of Clone Wars, all of Rebels. Um, and that, Re- and yeah, Rebels is so good. I mean, you can start with Rebels. Like, it yeah, is, just start with it. Okay. Yeah, it is unbelievably good. Um, it, it, but it also has the Star Wars trope of like, you start with an annoying ass kid and you're like, I hate <laughs> this character. And yeah. by the end, you're like, if something happens to Ezra, I'm going to fucking burn <laughs> everything down. I love this kid. So, oh. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebels is so good. Um, anyway, uh, we'll have to like figure something out, uh, and you can come on and talk Star Wars. Um, maybe in two years when you're caught up on everything. <laughs> I know, right? So we don't like, accidentally spoil anything for you. No, it's fine. I mean, when when I've watched episodes that you guys cover, I will listen. And I listen to my co-host um, show, too. It, he he does the, the Mandalore podcast. So um, they're, yeah, they, they had started out just with the Mandalorian and then they sort of expanded into, like, everything dis- on Disney plus star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then his co-host for that show also has his own show. It's like, I think it's called inside the forest or something like that. I've never listened to it, but um, yeah, it's like, I guess it's, I think it's pretty popular. It's a, it's a video podcast. They do it mostly on YouTube, but anyway, I love that podcasting is the new blogging, right? It totally is. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> Spencer asked me earlier today about, uh, writing something versus podcasting. I was like, I don't know, man, for me, like, I know it just makes you sound lazy. It's so much easier for me to podcast. (laughs) Like, I feel like I have to put less work into it. And there's also always somebody else there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I'm falling flat, they'll pick up the slack. (laughs) There's always someone to step in, fill the silence. Hopefully. (laughs) When you're writing, it's just a blank page and you're like, I can't, I think of what I want to (laughs) say. Yeah, it can Um, be intimidating. I agree. Anyway, uh, sorry for going super long again. Um, But hey, you'll get a break in two weeks. That's right. (laughs) uh, If you made it this far, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. um, Thanks for uh, hanging with us. And uh, we'll be back next week talking about episode nine whose title I don't remember, but it's a fantastic episode. So we'll see y'all in a week. Um, I I don't know what to do about a sign off. Diamond Dogs out. (laughs) (laughs) 